Well, there you are again, Mr. Costa. How you doing, buddy? Good. We're in, we're in the last week of Ordinary Time. I know. They still haven't changed the name. <laughs> they haven't. Nobody's listening to you. No. <laughs> we're going to go to wear purple now. Or um, a dull version of purple. Is... Right, I, I realize <laughs> we're I'm not be- wearing green. I realize I'm beating a dead horse here, but the the idea behind it is just ordinal, right? It's just numbers. Is that it's not it's not really the English translation of ordinary as we know it. You're asking the wrong guy that question. Right. <laughs> You're really on this one, aren't you? I think when we hop in right here, people are now just shutting it off. <laughs> you were hoping for something life giving, and I'm still obsessing about ordinary, ordinary time. time. Again, you know, just to be nothing. clear, the idea of ordinary time is fine. I'm just worried about the name. You have the same degree I have. Right. <laughs> Actually, your degree is higher than mine. We, we should probably both know this. <laughs> I fell asleep in that liturgy <laughs> class. <laughs> so we are in the last week of ordinary time, and, and Wednesday will be Ash Wednesday, and we'll be back. Yeah. You know, we'll be back for uh, next week for you for uh, um, some ways to think about the, the first week in Lent, and then Lent overall. Oh, yeah. 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 And to just kind of like, you know, just kind of throw that seed out there right now, maybe start thinking about right now and pondering about where where you feel your soul is, asking the Lord to like reveal to you uh, certain things about your, your life so that uh, that Lent, you can be very proactive during this Lenten season. You know? Yeah. And, and it's a great idea because most years... It's like the evening of Ash Wednesday. I'm thinking, oh, what should I do this Lent? <laughs> and then that, then I get distracted. Why does that shock me? That and does not shock me at all. It drags on to the next week, and then usually in the third week of Lent, I'm into it. <laughs> well, what we are going to try to attempt, uh, the two of us, is not only kind of break down the, the gospel readings, uh, the, the readings for the, the Sundays of Lent, but we uh, also are going to try to put together some meditations on just the words of institution. Mm-hmm. The two of us have have come together and, and really kind of thought about, how, we really want to just break down just the words, take this, all of you, eat of it. I think that's something I'm looking forward to doing because although I've heard it for the past half century, you know, pretty much every week and sometimes every day, yeah, it's nothing I've really, I can't say I've reflected on it or really wondered, um, you know, where can where can this lead me? Or thought about it in a deeper level, occasionally here and there. Yeah, I mean, you know? and how many times have I said it to, like, from the pulpit or even in my own uh, prayer uh, and, and understood it as, these are the greatest words that I'll ever hear yeah. in my entire life. That's true. Yeah. And yet, now to be able to, I am excited about it, to do this, to share this uh, project with you, mm-hmm. just to be able to reflect on, you know, each each comma of of the words of institution, uh, which will which will be fun. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. So that'll that'll be next week. Uh, before we get into the the readings of of ordinary time, the last week of readings of ordinary time until after the Easter season, we want to at least acknowledge it's kind of a there's not a lot going on in the sports world. We usually open up with something with sports, and if you don't like sports, you've you've put up with us for a while talking about it, but. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but right now we've, you know, for me, hockey season is over. It, this was not the season I thought it was going to be, you know, for the Islanders. Um, quite disappointing. And I do care about hockey. <laughs> because, well, because I do not care one bit about what happens on the ice. When is like, 
when is like the th- the three quarter way mark of the hockey season? Um, we're, we're probably at it about now. Because maybe, I, maybe I, another week or so. I feel like this would be the time in a baseball season where the Mets would fail us. This would be August. This would be. Oh, this you is had, perfect. This had, is a, this is exactly the time where the Mets would break our hearts. Right, and that's the <clears> thing. The Islanders haven't broken our hearts. Like all through this, you know, the last two years, they were they were one goal away from getting to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and they would have beat they would have beat Montreal. A high school team could have beat Montreal last year. <laughs> Do you know how frustrating this I is? Wish, I wish you could see his face right now, guys. <laughs> this was the year I thought it was going to be it. I haven't seen a Stanley Cup since high school. I mean, I haven't seen... Well, You, you wouldn't even recognize the Stanley Cup. But <laughs> it would just be a bigger cereal bowl for me. <laughs> what, what, what can we do about that? So anyway... But this is March Madness. We've approached the greatest, I, I love, the most exciting month for sports. You do like this. <clears throat> I love this 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 tournament. March Madness is coming, baby. You're gonna have to I teach love the me. conference tournaments and then I love and then I love the actual tournament. The first weekend is the best. Do you have a, a particular team you like for like whatever reason? Well, I mean Saint John's University is yeah. kind of like the Mets. They just they get you oh. there, you get excited a little bit, and and then they break your heart. It's so funny you say that because I, I don't watch a lot of basketball. You have to explain it to me sometimes. Like, you know, I get you throw the ball, it goes to the hoop, it's two points or three points or whatever. That part I get. But the fouls and the strategy, I don't. it just seems like a bunch of guys running around. And I know it's not. Like, I totally understand it's not. I just don't. It's like wine. You know, I, I don't have the appreciation that other people have. So you have to teach me sometimes. Yeah, I know. My buddy was like, I, I asked him one day, he's like, how do you know a good wine from a bad wine? Because anytime we would go to dinner, he'd be the one that would yeah. taste it. And he would just ah, maybe it's got the the bigger price tag on it. It's better. It's probably better. And I was like, wait, I could just slap a price tag on these things. I can make my own stuff in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, I was watching St. John's University was playing UConn, oh. and it was at the Garden. So it's no. like a cool atmosphere. Why are we bringing at, this game up at Madison Square Garden? Thanks, I appreciate yep. it. Yep. And um, you know they 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 gave a good fight, but no, at no, the end, stop! Don't say he gave a good fight. They did. I, no, I've been hearing, I've been watching that and hearing that for the last twenty years. Yeah. I, I the 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 days of the late nineties, you know, well, St. John's team that was went to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, they were in the Final Four. Remember, there were three teams. You might have this might that have been was before. The, that you. was the eighties. Three yeah. teams from the Big East and Final Four. Yeah, Villanova, and St. John's, St. John's, Berry, and yeah. and, and uh, Chris Mullen. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was those, that was kind of that. I actually enjoyed college basketball then. Yeah, yeah, the Big East has been good, but <laughs> at yeah. times, but not with the St. John's uh, Red Storm. So you're gonna be rooting for St. John's? We don't even know if they're in the tournament. Well, we got we got to pulp and pray they get in. Yeah, yeah, they they can hang with the big with the big teams. They mm-hmm. just can't get over the hump. Yeah, you know. So if I'm crying in the middle of Lent, anybody else you like? What what you feeling on Duke? Oh, I can't stand Duke. Yeah, I was going to say, people either and, love and Duke I or they hate Shisevsky. Duke. It's his last year. He's going to go out. Oh, I he's forgot retiring. about that. I just, I, I just like, it's, I can't, I can't wait mm-hmm. for them to just be a terrible, terrible basketball team. Yeah. It's got to happen. It's, like, mean, the, it's he, like the Patriots. Like, it's got to eventually happen. <laughs> right. And you, you watch them, and, and you, you watch some of the ESPN specials that they put on, and like, they were like, if it wasn't for luck... Shashevsky would have been he would have been fired and mm-hmm. the program would have never took off. Yeah. Instead, the Duke Blue Devils. 
have just reigned <laughs> over wow. college basketball. I let's stop talking about this depression. This depressing topic. I of thought you wanted Duke to, Blue Devils. I thought everybody likes basketball. <laughs> so you want to talk about the readings for the Sunday? I mean, I guess that's where we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're looking at. Um, which one do you want to start with? You want to start with the gospel and work backwards? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So um, why don't you read it? We'll start there. And sure. This is Just boss me around here. To <laughs> read the gospel. <laughs> <clears throat> so this uh, this gospel is coming from St. Luke, uh, and for the rest of the ordinary time season, we will be hearing the gospel from Luke. Uh, it's year C, so we we get a get a beautiful landscape, a, a vision of Luke's interpretation of the gospel. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained. Every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks." You uh, you like Mumford and Sons? Oh, I haven't seen that show. No, it's a band. A ba- oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I really came. I out was of... thinking of Sanford and Sons. All oh, right, I came out of left field. Like, uh, sorry about that. The reason I asked, like, I wasn't trying to trip you up. <laughs> yes, you were. I wasn't. Um, they have a song easy. about the blind leading the blind. And you want to sing it for me? No, oh. but that's that's where my thought went. As you were reading that, I'll ask. Let's ask Ricky. We'll try to put that on the outro. How so many people can hear it now? I copyright. He may not be able to do it, but we'll try to get that in the outro so you can hear Mumford and Sons as we finish this podcast. I love how you have a master's degree in theology. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of social working degrees too, right? That ed- education degree. Too. Uh, master's in school administration. You're very educated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> On paper. And this is the first thing you come up with. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> well, everybody, I'm glad that we're giving you a, a great fountain of wisdom here. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, so, it, as we were, that, that was just the thought that came at this moment. As we were prepping for this, the question rose in my mind is, where as a society are we blind? You know, mm. where do we, you know, how can we, it's what we always want to try to apply these readings to ourselves. Um, it, I, I think the first thing some of us may do, kind of guessing on that, is we try to look outside ourselves, you know, look at the other groups, 
who we would consider to be blind. And I think the 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 better way to do it is how can we say, well, where are we blind? Oh, uh, it's yeah. a more more humble way to do it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Why why do we want to look inside? It's more painful. <laughs> it's scary in there. Look at all the wars that are going on across the right. across the ocean. Yep. How dare these people over in the middle of the country not attend to the poor? Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just walked past one. Yeah. <laughs> We're tripping over them in the streets. Right. No, that's exactly. That's a great. That's a great way to put it. So it it's something to 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 at least think about, and to be able to have that interior look. You know, where 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 we blind to uh, to those around us. But on on another level too, and you and I were discussing this as we were prepping for for today. When it comes to our own, and, and this is really very much a Catholic conversation here, where do we understand our own faith by the information that we've been giving? Where do we don't understand it? How much of that is on us, and how much of that is on like a, a structural inadequacy as mm. far as as far as teaching it? And and you had said it well as we were preparing. It's kind of like a, a double-edged sword, and 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 we bring it up now because if we are leading others in our faith. We certainly don't want to be blind there and lead them down the wrong road. And I'm not talking about the road to hell or the road to bad things, but just wrong information, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's one of the major concerns that I I had when I was in the seminary and I was studying, knowing that I was a good student, average, uh-huh. average at best, uh, and and knowing that that there would be information and questions that would be asked of me mm-hmm. once I put on the collar. And this idea of having to say, well, I don't know that answer. Yeah. And and, and I think that's okay. And, and to say, oh. but I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to know that I could say that uh, relieved a lot of stress for me because I didn't want to give people the wrong information. <clears throat> and, and, you know, look, I'm broken. So sometimes do I think I have maybe, you know, interpreted a, a scripture passage wrong at times that that's happened but it's it's not intentional yeah and I I think it's important to have that humility because it also will will keep the conversation going like I'll get back to you now I have a reason to get back to you right you know and 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 the person and I also think and I do it with the students all the time and I, I teach scripture here at the school and especially this year they'll come at me with all sorts of questions like really good ones like the very mm-hmm. thought I have like, I have like the greatest class this year but they um there are some i don't know i'm stumped and i'll, yeah. I'll say this is this is what i think it might be but i i truly and sometimes the questions morph into things about church teaching too mm-hmm. um i might have a sense i may know exactly what it is i might have a sense of what it is other times no i actually never thought about that before yeah you know? yeah i mean i think we we say that line sometimes uh we got to fake it till we make it yeah uh and i think there's i i, I think if we're honest with that statement sometimes we're you know when we we're presenting something or we're doing something where we might have been thrown in the middle of uh, of it right. without any prep time we're, we're like uh you know we're, we're going to try to pre- put this presentation together i mean how many times as a teacher have you been like i don't got the goods today we're, oh yeah <laughs> you know? i should get my salary back today because i don't have it <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh, so i mean sometimes I mean, my brothers, that's why they, I laugh when they come to Mass sometimes, because they're like, dude, you have no idea what you're saying from that pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, nothing really struck me 
right. in prep in prep this week. <laughs> like you should have just shut up the whole entire time. <laughs> Maybe like read a cake recipe. I, I should have those days, you know. But I, I there is also a danger in in when we don't know what we don't know, and that's that's all of us. I'm going to use an example from something I heard, but I, I I'm sure I have been. Um, Guilty about uh, guilty of it as well. We would. I, I've often used uh, um, examples of being down in in Peru. We spent about ten years going back and forth and bringing students to a home for uh, children who were sick. And uh, there was a little boy there. He was little at the time. He was probably about eight to ten years old. His name was Segundo, and it, his his legs were a different length. So. Um, they would put these steel rods in and they would extend them. They would turn them and extend it to get the leg to be the same length. And at the times they extended them, the kids were, it, he wasn't the only one that had that, but they would be in excruciating pain. And it was one of the first years we were there and there was a woman who, she was, used to volunteer at the home and she didn't much longer after this happened. And there was some other things as well. But anyway, one of our kids heard her say to Segundo, um, if Segundo, if you're a good boy, God will take away your pain. And, and our kids were so upset. They came to me and said, that's not true, is it? I said, no, of course not. So we actually went and went to Segundo. And, and those are the only times I've ever done this. Is like, what she told you is wrong. First of all, you are a good boy. And, and your pain has nothing to do with your behavior. Yeah. You know? And I just use that as it's, it's striking example of you know, when, when we have our theology wrong, or we have our church teaching wrong, or we have our scripture wrong, it, it really can do damage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I, I would like to hopefully be able to make this one particular point in, mm-hmm. in the gospel. You know, Jesus says, like halfway through the gospel, you hypocrite, with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Greek, uh, in the original translation of this, uh, Luke has written this as, uh, like, to be a hypocrite was to be a play actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Jesus is saying, don't play act. Uh, like, don't, don't be like someone who's on stage, who puts on a different mask and is just, like, expressing the personality of someone else. Don't go through the motions of, like if I could tie this in now, don't put on the mask of being a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and saying beautiful platitudes when it's there's nothing on the inside where you're not actually living the life. That I, I really like that point because Jesus goes on to talk about the the good tree bearing good fruit and a good tree can't bear bad fruit. So to, to further take your, what you were just saying there, if, if I'm dead on the inside, I could offer the platitudes, but nothing good's going to come out of it because I'm dead on the inside. There's oh, no good yeah. fruit that's going to come. Exactly. And, and I, think, I think sometimes we need to make a really important distinction between you and I who are trying to be like Christ and living um, a Christian life falling right? Mm-hmm. Getting up and falling again and getting up and falling again and getting up as opposed to putting on a mask, saying we're a Christian, throwing out beautiful statements, not really putting in the work and, you know, putting on the appearance that we're, you know, Christ-centered. That's totally different. Yep. Totally different. Than having, than having nothing inside. And, right. and, not, and not even trying. There are days we don't have anything inside, but that's just a temporary thing, perhaps. But we're still trying. Right. 
We're I think not just going through the motion. I think a distinction needs to be made because we see this so much in the cancel, co- cancel culture, culture. Yeah. Uh, where you'll have a particular priest or religious or, or somebody who is like, quote unquote, Catholic famous or Christian famous and has brought a lot of people to the gospel, has inspired many people, and then all of a sudden we, we hear of a fall, mm-hmm. you know, they, that something happened, it's a somewhat of a scandalous nature, and you know, we don't know what was going on no. in that person's life, and aren't we called to, to forgive? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I feel Absolutely. like sometimes within our own culture, like within our own community, Christian communities, where we're afraid to, where we don't want to forgive. And it's like, oh, you know what? You know, just cancel this particular person. Where and, and I should know more about these social issues than I do. I'll admit that right away. But where where is that from? Is it, is is it from a fear of being taken again? Do you think that's where that comes from? I'll cancel you because I don't want to get hurt again. I I, I think I think so. And I think at least for the church, there's a there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. in in you know once that whatever comes out uh, is like well we but that's it. Push mm-hmm. them to the side. Yeah, you know, deal with your issues. You know, we you're no longer going to have that platform to speak, and and that goes back to, it goes back to the end of the gospel. You mm-hmm. know, a, a good tree does not bear rotten fruit. Yeah, and and there have been a number of people that I have listened to throughout the years, who have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that I have you know gained wisdom from, where. I have I knew there was there was good tree there there was a good tree there bearing good fruit because mm-hmm. I I could tell them within my soul it, it wasn't somebody play acting right you know uh, and besides I think deep down you and I as Christians it's the Holy Spirit or that gut instinct mm-hmm. we know when somebody's play acting yeah or mailing it in not yeah. giving an effort yeah I yeah. was gonna say the same thing and I wasn't sure. I was right, but I do think it's a gut. It's a gut feeling. Yeah, you know that's a that's a great thing about working with teenagers, because they're operating on gut instincts so much, and they could tell a phony. They could they could spot a phony sooner than I can. <laughs> yeah, if you're just if you're just <laughs> and they have in. no problem telling you that. No, or tuning you out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a really beautiful reading, and it calls us to I think to really search for more. You know, to to mm-hmm. keep looking, to to try to learn more uh, more about our faith, and and like we said, to have that 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 sense of of humility. Um, do you listen to Jordan Peterson at all? Every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I, I I my my podcast listening is eclectic, similar mm-hmm. to the music I listen to. So yeah. I, I can't, same here. I can't say I'm an authority on him, but he said something that I just thought was great. Um, and he was really talking about humility. Um, and he was talking about when we become angry with something, you know, something that we don't like. And he said, you don't know enough about it to be contemptuous of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you ever hear something and you say, oh, my God, he is like, he has me <laughs> written all over that. <laughs> I don't know enough about it. You know? yeah, sometimes I listen to him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. He w- he was talking though about some of the struggles he's had with pain and depression, mm-hmm. and how people have gone back at him. And I'm not trying to be someone that supports or doesn't support Jordan Peterson. Like I said, I don't know enough about him. Yeah, me um, other than he 
intellectually brilliant, and he has mm-hmm. some great conversations with Bishop Barron. It's, it's yeah. fascinating to listen to. Um, so I'm not uh, promoting him at all. But he was talking about some issues he's had with depression and pain and how people have come back at him and said, oh, you're a phony. You know, all these right. things you've said, and you're a phony. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> it's talking about canceling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> in our... Um, but in order to help us not become hypocrites, mm-hmm. in order to help us to be uh, someone who who is willing to to take the beam out of our own eye before we're looking to take the splinter out of somebody else's, or to be somebody who has sight, to be able to lead somebody who's blind. I, that's I know it's going to sound uh, cliche and something that we always bring up, but First and foremost, that relationship with Jesus Christ yep. and our own prayer journey. It always circles back to that. Always does. And I feel like we're repeating ourselves. No, but it's... But I think it's because we have to, because that's what it is. It, it, yeah. And, and I think, uh, first, first and foremost, that, that relationship is developed and, and it grows and it is enriched in, that own, in, that, in our private time in prayer at the Mass uh, when you and I are reflecting on where it is that we're blind, mm-hmm. where it is that we got that beam in our eyes, where it is that uh, where we struggle, and then genuinely offering that up and surrendering it to him, asking him for the grace to, to overcome it. And, and it's through prayer, it's through honest self-reflection for everybody on the planet. Yeah. You know, Richard Rohr is uh, famous for saying, you can't see what you can't see. Right, and exactly. those things that we're blind about, you can't see them. And, yeah, and I think that also calls into the other dynamic too of of having people on the road with us that could call us out when we can't see it, in, yeah. in a way that's challenging but also respectful. Yeah, and and if if we might just say like uh, one of the ways to understand certain issues that we struggle with, to understand what the church teaches in a particular area, and gain wisdom. Through certain, uh, through a certain sense of knowledge, uh, in going forward, is by constantly looking to see and develop resources that could help us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enrich that relationship with Christ. Uh, there are so many different resources out there. There are so many different apps to be downloaded. Oh, it's almost like FOMO at this point. There yeah. are just so many of them that it's it's you know you you yeah. kind of want to do all of them and you wind up doing none of them. Yeah. Right, and and it's just a matter of trying to figure out what are, uh, what works best for you in the in this journey. Uh, but like, to to not do anything, is, you know, at a certain point, you know, when your soul is like, I need more, mm-hmm. and when we don't give it more, then that's on us. Yeah, uh, that's on us. Uh, but it's very much a Pentecost message. We should circle back to this when it's May. Oh, yeah, because sure, I'll be, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when it comes back to us, you know? Um, so I, could I just finish with very one kind of funny story to make you laugh? Sure. So we had a somebody you know but remain nameless um, was sitting in my office, and we were getting into a theological discussion about church teaching, and he and I were not seeing eye to eye on it, and he... He finished with this. Maybe I should go ask a priest who knows far more about this than I do. <laughs> so 
that discussion ended at that moment. And then so he, I would say as we search for as we search for, you know, truth and we search for information, speak to a priest by all means. Not saying don't do that. Just be careful the way you go about it and what you're telling other people. I'm still licking that wound. Was he was he also suggesting that he should go to somebody else other than me who's smarter? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. That was the collar, dude. <laughs> well, everybody uh, I hope you uh, uh, have a great Ash Wednesday. Great, yeah, great Ash, uh, yeah. Ash Wednesday. Remember to dust you will return. Yes, this is my mental mori. This is my this time is, of year. Is, <laughs> he's all stoked for this one, gang. But uh, also, too, uh, we will be praying for you uh, that you uh, get the gain the wisdom as to like where the Lord is also leading you to, kind of uh, deepen your relationship with Him and uh, and your prayer practices during this London season. God bless, guys. Take care. If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, please follow us on Facebook at Locusts and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends. Your cynicism buys me no more time here. Imagine my relief to hit the walls. Running from the weight of ancient labels. What identity there was Well my generation's stuck in the mirror Forget about the poor Cause I don't like the word And I need to know the name of my neighbor Blind leading the blind